thank you for your word that you have given to us. Thank you for your word that you have given to us. We give you praise. Finally, pray for yourself this evening. Ask that the Lord will send his words to you. You have not just come. Brethren, please note that every time you come here, you are spending time, quality time in fellowship. So you cannot afford to go home the same way you came. No, you cannot. You have not come here to mark register. We don't do that here, or you know that. You have come to meet with God. So pray to the one you have come to meet with. Ask of him and say, Lord, give me a word today. Give me a word today. You're streaming online. You can pray that same prayer. You're spending money. You're burning, you're, you know, making use of your data. Ask that the Lord will give you a word. Ask that the Lord will give you a word. There is a word for you. There is a word for you. Oh, pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Ask that the Lord will give you a word. Ask that the Lord will give you a word. Through the mouth of his servant, Pastor Banky. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. I would like us to pray that prayer again. You know, we got a testimony, I think, this week. Somebody from um, Anambra called in. was listening to one of um, um, the messages. I think that should be how to bless your children. And um, in that message, I think, you know, how, you know how pastor speaks. Sometimes he digresses and says something. And <laughs> a pastor says something concerning healing. He was talking about how to bless your children, but the word came for healing. And the person said, as soon as she listened to that line, she got healed instantly. I don't want to tell you the kind of sickness, but she got healed instantly. Now, of course, it's a school of prayer. Sometimes pastor might just be talking about nation and everything. Sometimes he might just be laughing, but the Lord is doing what he's doing. Amen. So that's why when we say pray for a word, we, we mean it. We mean it. Pray for a word. I like you, I like you to take like 30 seconds again, you know, I know you've been inspired by that testimony. Pray and say, Lord, give me a word. Give me a word. This evening, in the name of Jesus, can you pray that prayer? Every one of us, let's pray that prayer. There is a word that will be coming forth. Like I said, I don't know the time. I don't know when it will come to you. But I know for everyone here, those of us listening online, on Facebook, on YouTube, the Mixelar, there's a word for you. There's a word for you. May you be sensitive when your word comes. Lord, give us a word. And when you are sending, Lord, help us to be sensitive when you send a word to us. Help us. Our hearts are open. We are hungry. Our ears are attentive to your word. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Blessed be God forever. Lord, we thank you for great things you will do today. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. All right, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe it, say an amen. amen. They're not charging for the amen. If you believe it, give me an amen. amen. Now the Lord is good. All the time. I said the Lord is good. All the time. You know, it sounds nice, you know, when you tell people to this one that they answer you. You know you are not preaching to yourself. I know some of you are wearing masks like masquerade, but I need to know there is somebody there. <laughs> amen. All right, the Lord is good. All right, let's open our Bibles quickly. Um, let's read again from the book of um, Jeremiah chapter 10. I'm reminding us again to please make this a habit. Wake up in the morning, declare the word of God into the air. There are two things I like to do in that regard. One, just declare the lordship of uh, God our Father and of Jesus Christ our Savior. Just declare their greatness into the air. That's number one. The number two, I'd like us to 
I believe the Lord wants us to do this time to declare his judgment, declare his righteousness. He has to cleanse the earth. He has to cleanse the environment. He has to. He has to. All right, we declare those things also into the air. And our words are important. Let's just do this and we'll continue our teaching, all right? Um, Jeremiah chapter what? Chapter 10. Uh, Let's do what we normally do. Let's all stick to the same version so that our voices will be. You know what they call resonance? In physics, everybody has to be in the same frequency. So it's good for us to use the same frequency. All right, please just share with somebody if you don't have it. We are going to use New American Standard. I just want all of us to read um, at the same uh, time, the same voice. Okay, now, please, when we do this, is a declaration into the air. We are like shooting arrows out there, all right? Again, once in a while, we may jump a few lines to save our time once we've gotten the context and gotten the spirit of what he's saying. Let's begin from verse 6. If you are ready, say amen. Amen. All right, one, two, let's go. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. Who will not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. But they are altogether stupid and foolish. In their discipline of delusion, their idol is wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Ophers. The work of a craftsman and of the hands of a goldsmith. Violet and popular their clothing. They are all the work of skilled men. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Read 10 again. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. 11. Thus you shall say to them, The God that did not make the heavens and the earth we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Read that again. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth, we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. It is he who made the heaven, led by his power, who established the world by his wisdom. And by his understanding, he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Read 14. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his molten images are deceitful and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like this, for the maker of all is he. And Israel is a tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. Somebody say after me, Jesus is Lord. Say Jesus is Lord. Say by his word, everything was made. Say he upholds all things by the word of his power. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Let's say it again. Jesus is Lord. Is the upholder of all things. Say, he established the world by his wisdom. Say it again, Jesus is Lord. Say, when he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. Say it again, Jesus is Lord. Say, the God that did not make these heavens and the earth, 
we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Now, please say this. The time of their judgment is coming. The time of their judgment is coming. And it is now. Say, O kings, heed my voice. Say, O kings, hear these words. Kiss the son. Lest he be angry. And you perish out of the way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare Jesus will reign forever. We declare Jesus is Lord. We say he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. All right, before we take our seats, let's quickly take our declaration of understanding. Are we ready? All right, the same way we declared um, the scriptures, let's declare this one also. One, two, let's go. Now I declare. declare. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, and pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I said amen. amen. And that's what God will do for you again today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I want to just pray one prayer for you. We prayed in your house the other day. Well, it was a good prayer. That's why we chose it at home. But my wife was so excited over it. And she has been praying for everybody since. So I said, let me pray for you too before you sit down. All right? May the Lord answer in the day of trouble. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. Amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary. Amen. And support you from Zion. Amen. May he remember all your meal offerings. Amen. And find your bond offerings acceptable. Amen. May he grant your heart's desire. Amen. And fulfill all your counsel. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Awesome. Let's take our seats. I read that's from Psalm 20, from verse 1 to verse 4. I feel like telling somebody you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. No matter what you see around, don't worry. What did I say? Don't worry. Turn to somebody beside you. Say, don't worry. don't worry. Okay, let me say something that will make you laugh. Tell the person, the worst that will happen. The worst that will happen. Say it again, the worst that will happen. Is that you will die. Nothing worse can happen. Uh, yeah, tell the best. No, you are preaching. Preach. Say you will go to heaven. You will not go to hell. Yes, that's it. Is that not so? <laughs> Jesus, what Jesus said? Why do you want to fear the people that can kill the flesh? He said, when you want to be afraid, fear the one that can kill the flesh. After I was send the soul into hell. So when I said that, I meant it. You have to have that attitude in this life. Oh. That, see, just said, what's the worst that will happen? You, uh, you know, <laughs> may the Lord give you revelation. Yeah. You see, if God appears and I say, Banky, what can I do for you? He knows I won't ask him for a skyscraper. What am I going to do with it? The Lord, give me plenty of money. He'll be disappointed. I hope you know your requests can make God impressed with you or be disappointed in you. One of our brothers said to me, we laughing the other day. How our children behave. I said, when my son Akilo was small, the worst thing you could tell him is, is that you're not my friend again. He will start crying. He won't let you go until you bless him. You must turn around and say, now you are my friend. He couldn't stand it. 
He said his own son, you tell him, I'm not proud of you. That's it. Wahala has come. The boy will start crying. He will start crying. You know the truth? Sometimes we do things and God is not proud of us. How do I know? Because there are things we do and he's proud. And he's very happy. And he says, Michael, come. That's my son. Say, Gabriel, come. That's my daughter. Did you see her? I like the way she responded to that. You know, God gets impressed. When Abraham sacrificed Isaac, he jumped up. By myself, I have sworn. Maybe you don't get the point. You know the way we swear. I don't want to say some words where we are recording and we're on air. You know, there's way you will swear. Oh, I, I don't want to use that word because that is the most powerful and most that is not powerful now, but most impressive. You know the way you will swear. You swear. Whoa. As God lives, the Jews will say those days. That's what God was saying. As God lives, I will bless you. He said, well, I'm, the, I'm God. Okay. By myself, I have sworn. God was impressed with the decision that Abraham made to sacrifice Isaac. In the same manner, he was impressed when Solomon was given the opportunity to ask for a Lamborghini. He did not ask. Was given the opportunity to ask for $10 billion. He did not ask. He was given the opportunity to ask for bigger you know, a bigger empire than his father had. He didn't ask. You know, God told David something at the time. He said, look at the things I have done for you. If you had wanted more, I would have given to you. God gives things. You know, God gives things. He does. But he doesn't like people to pursue things. So when Solomon did not ask for those things, he was impressed. He said, what? The opportunity to triple the size of your empire? He didn't ask. The opportunity to get long life for yourself, he did not ask. The opportunity to be sure, to make sure that you are secure because <laughs> once you're a king, enemies they plenty. Why do you think governors will first go with siren, scatter all their enemies? <laughs> Why do you think they will come out with, um, you know, we see security men, DSS, Nigerian police all over the place. Why? Because being a governor, there are many enemies. The people in power. They have enemies. And now, so God gave Solomon the opportunity not to need to do all of these things. Just say, Lord, make my throne secure so that nobody can threaten my life. You know what Solomon did? He did not ask. He didn't ask. With all the enemies, and listen, if you think we have enemies now, they had enemies that time. You know, now if you kill the president, it doesn't make you president. It means you are going to jail. That time, if you kill the king, very likely... Hello, fellow Israelites. It has come to our attention the things that have been going on in this country. We have therefore decided to plan a coup. That's how it was those days. You kill the king, you take over his throne. God gave Solomon the opportunity to ask for security for his throne, and he didn't ask. What did he ask? He said, Lord, let me fulfill the purpose for which you gave me life. The purpose for which you placed me on this throne of my father. To become king. To be the king over such a great people of yours. And God, you know what impressed God? I don't think it's just, that's my own thinking. It's not just that issue of, um, you ask for wisdom. It is that you did not ask for money. I don't know what I heard I said. Asking for wisdom was good. Are you getting my point? Yeah, asking for wisdom was good. But I don't think that's what impressed God, that he asked for wisdom, gone, gone. Is that you didn't ask for money. Ah. I don't know whether you're getting my point. And he said it. You didn't ask for the lives of your enemies. You didn't ask for money. You didn't ask for long life. Ah. Why? His father had taught him. Let's not go into the why now. And God was so impressed. Okay, let's say to this. 
everything you did not ask for, that people are looking for, I will give you. You didn't ask for money? Listen. In fact, the, Mike Mudok read, wrote a book, and he called it The Secrets of the Richest Man That Ever Lived. Solomon was rich. Solomon was very rich. Bill Gates of today. What's the name of that guy? That's richer than Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. Those guys put together, they are not as rich. If you put it in context, they are not as rich as Solomon was. Solomon was wealthy. Solomon was so rich, everybody around him was rich. Israel was so prosperous that nobody bothered stealing silver. Say so why? He's not, that is, it's not worth anything. Why still steal silver? They, 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 it wasn't a joke. That they, they, the people, I'm not talking about Solomon himself. The people around him were that wealthy. We can't imagine, you know, the Bible says there's no memory of the things that have gone. That's the problem. If we could remember the way it was under Solomon, you know why the man started worshipping idols. <laughs> you know, wealth is very terrible. You start, you know, you wouldn't know why you're saying, who is God? <laughs> because when you're very rich, you can do almost anything. You now feel like God. <laughs> Your mate has come. Now, me greet you yesterday. You said, greet me today now. <laughs> and it's God you are talking to. When you have too much money. So, look. Now, what I'm talking about it is that, listen. That's how much God gave him something he did not ask for. I hope you are getting my point. That's an aside. But bear it in mind. It's possible to impress God with the kind of things you ask. Now, I know where I began all of that from. If God were to appear... And he said, what do you want me to do for you? I don't think I'll ask him for money. There's no point. You know You know why? We can ask for money at another time. He can bring money. But when he appears and speaks to you, say, ask me for something. It's like this. Let me put it like this. This is the only opportunity in life you will have for this kind of thing. I'm not coming back tomorrow to ask you this kind of thing again. I'm going to make, listen to this. I'm even going to make exceptions from the normal rule of requests and answers in this particular scenario. So ask me for something. Listen to me. Only a fool will ask for money. Only a fool will ask for a long life. You know what I will ask for? I will just ask the Lord, help me to see from above and not from beneath. I will ask him, Lord, give me knowledge and understanding so much that, that there will be no shadow of doubt in my heart concerning the things of the Spirit. So that when a man puts a gun in my face like this, I won't even see the gun. I'll be looking at this, this, this powerless man. Are you God? You think I can kill people? So I'm going to shoot you, and I'll start laughing. Not laughing out of faith. I'm like, I, I, by faith, I laugh. By faith, I laugh. No. It's more of his funny. So I'll carry your gun, come over there, let somebody go somewhere. And he's wondering, why are you not? You know the truth? You know, what's the name of this guy? Pilate. Pilate asked Jesus, do you know Sorry, I'm laughing on Jesus' behalf. <laughs> said, do you not have power to condemn you or to release you? And Jesus almost burst into laughter. <laughs> I don't know whether you get the point. You are looking at the person who gave you power. Say, do you know I have power? And he has to restrain himself from, not, from telling you how you got the power. You know, because if you left Jesus Christ, he will tell you how you manipulated in Rome. Who spoke to Caesar? What, how much you paid? Which senator spoke for you? But I tell you the whole history of becoming Pilate. And nobody was there. You know, you, you become cool. I just imagine Jesus looking at him like Pontius. 
They are really pompous pilots. <laughs> you know, no, think about it. You know, you're just looking at him, say, this man, you tell him the day he was born. Tell him who raised him up, how he went to school, how he became a slave. Because they said that guy was a slave. You understand? Yes. They said he was a slave. How he became a slave. How he managed to buy his freedom. You tell him the whole story, and that's in one minute. Too. They say that again. You realize it doesn't have power. Say, Pilate, move closer. I made you for such a time as this. I can imagine Jesus wanted to tell him that. You know, that's what used to happen to the king of Assyria. Flexing for God. God said, look at this guy. A weapon of my wrath. I pick you up. I wield you the way I like. When I'm tired, throw you into the fire, you burn and become powder. And look at you facing my temple and making noise. Now that's the kind of thing I ask the Lord for. That kind of understanding that will show me that indeed he's in control all the time. The kind of revelation that Paul, you know, you remember this man, Elijah, Elisha, when he was sleeping, he woke him up, we have trouble. He said, please, I'm sleeping. Tell the troublemakers that the man is there looking for is sleeping. Alas, my master, how shall we do? Oh, God, we call. But, but you know, we prayed all night yesterday. I need to sleep. He said, sir, look at them. He said, those who are on our side, they are more than those who are against us. Because it's a matter of what he has seen. That's why I'm, talk- I'm talking about it. He said, Lord, please open his eyes. If he sees what I have seen, he will be as calm as I am calm. I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> and the Lord opened that man's eyes. I hope you're getting my point. Listen, the greatest thing I believe God can do for us in this season is for him to open our eyes for us to understand what he's doing. To understand who he is. That's the greatest thing. For us to understand that all this are running up and down is not worth anything. It's not. That's why I said, tell your neighbor. That's where I began from. Tell the person, don't worry. Yeah, continue preaching. Who were you preaching for two before? Start again. Preach like you mean it. Tell the person, there's no need. Tell the person, don't worry. There's no need. Say, the Lord is in charge. I feel like I'm praying for you again today. The Lord will establish your destiny. Amen. Every physical thing necessary to bring it to pass will be arranged. Amen. Every help, physical help, human help needed to bring it to pass will be sent. Amen. You know, there are times you want to apply for a job somewhere. They ask you, who do you know? Answer them, the most important person. Yeah. Who do you know? The most important person. The most important person is the person you know. Yes, in this our country, you know, senators have power. Governors have power. Of course, the most powerful of them all is the one that doesn't use it for getting people jobs. The president. He doesn't have your time. Does anybody ever tell the president, please, I need a job, talk to somebody? It's an insult. So this way, they all have power. We tend to call them when we have needs. We call them when something needs to be done. And it's a natural response. But you know, very few people call God. Yeah, very few of us call him. We hardly do. We hardly do. Maybe one of the reasons why we don't like to call him is that some, he doesn't just answer calls, he makes decisions. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, you can say, no, no, forget that job, don't take it. Say, so they've given me the appointment letter. I say, return it. 
And when he says that to you, he doesn't even tell you what is waiting. He just says, return it. And you didn't do the job? No. And when he speaks like that, you know what he means? Whatever you were doing before, go back there. Go back there. Until. There's an until. Are you getting my point? Yes, because he has his own plan and he has this habit. He doesn't give you long-term details. Just say, go back there. Like in Hagen, we say, so that I will know where to find you. <laughs> it's not as if we don't find you otherwise, but like, just go and stay there. Sometimes, the place is not nice. For example, the place is the house of the Laban. You know, Jacob could not live a day before God said time to go. Are you aware of that? Many times, we just assume that the sweeter, the richer, the better. So it is always the will of God. Like one of my friends, that was the first time I heard that express. I, didn't make, I started using it again like a joke. One of our sisters, they got a job. Those days when they used to pay something like a federal government will employ you as a doctor and you start your salary on 5000 you know, that kind of thing. So this sister got a job and her own was like um, either 18 or 22. Did you get what I said? We all meet, all of us in the same class. Then those who were working for federal government were in like 5K a month. 5,000, yeah, it was 5,000. Then day she got her job, she showed us her, her employment letter. It was like three or four times what we were working for the king of the country, <laughs> the federal government, were earning. So my friend said, this is the will of God. <laughs> I never forgot that thing. <laughs> when in his office, he looked at it and said, this is the will of God. I never, that's why I, I learned that thing from. As I say, something is the will of God. It was from him. The guy just stabbed that lady's employment letter. Said, this is the will of God. <laughs> and that's how we reason. If she had come and her own salary was like 3,500, and her own was 5,000, no one would have said, who did you offend? <laughs> we sin did you commit? Jacob's life was like that too. Laban we give him that employment letter for 18000 I will not remember to pay for the first three months. And Jacob will go and say, Sir, you haven't paid for three months. Sir, ah, did I tell you that I wouldn't deduct accommodation and feeding? Oh, sorry, that 18000 please remove 5000 for accommodation. 35 for feeding. Waiting remain. 95 Okay, all right, all right. Did you ride the horse last time you were going out to the field? Ah, the horse has charges. <laughs> By the time labor was done with Jacob, his salary was down from 18 to like 6,000 a month. He still didn't pay. That's the kind of scenario we're dealing with. Now, what am I talking about? And God didn't let him live. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. The Lord did not let him live. Didn't let him go. They will change his wages. Ah, Lord, see now, I worked seven years for a wife. They gave me another one. And God said, do another seven years now. Seven years is not a long time. With the grace on your side. Obeying God there eh? is good. Somebody say amen. amen. But it's not nice. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Good as an absolute. It's an absolute thing. It's good. But is it always nice feeling to the body? No. There's a story I tell once in a while. You've heard, me, uh, heard it from me many times. How do you look to know? I read in his book, Move Out Men and Mountains. His, a, a brother did him something bad. They were in business together. They had a joint venture. They were contractors. The contract was not doing very well. He had his relatives working on the job because according to him, they've proven over time to be reliable workers you know, with him. And 
They don't give him stress. If he doesn't have money and he can't pay, they will understand. So he's been using them for a long time. This man says because these people are walking there, that's why the thing is not moving. Oh, so he sacked all of them. At that point in time, of course, he was an independent contractor. So he just had a particular job they were doing together. So he got another job and said, guys, please, my partner doesn't want you guys on this job, so move to the other one. Good enough, God has opened another door. So they all left. So they employed new people for this one. At the end of the day, they didn't make money. The business just managed to break even, and it ended. But the other one, it made money. This guy decided to, but this guy now decided to ask him for half of the profit he made on the other job. So the guy said, what is the basis? He said, we're in partnership. We're not in partnership. I didn't marry you. Do you get my point? <laughs> we partnered to do a job. He said, and by the way, you took our staff and took to the other job. Which staff? People you demanded I removed? The guy said, no, I don't get you. I can't share my money with you. That one is what God used to compensate me. I'm adding my own words now for your foolishness. The guy said, I'm going to sue you. How did you look at him and say, sue now? We'll go to court. We have all the documents. There's no chance in a thousand, I mean, righteousness reigning, of you, of me losing. So the guy, I see you in court. And as he stepped away, God said, pay him the money. That's what I'm talking about, obedience to God. There are thoughts that enter your head. It can't be devil. The devil doesn't say some things. The Lord said to him, pay the money. Ah. And he knew it was the Holy Spirit. Pay who? Which money? The Lord said, don't worry about it. Pay him the money. Why would I give him the money? You know everything that happened. He started praying. The Holy Spirit was clear. Give him the money. Money, the guy couldn't prove how much it was. That's the other fellow. He couldn't. The Tuno brought the papers, showed everything to him, showed him how much they made. How much do you want? The guy said 50%. He wrote him a check for 50%. You know, you feel like telling God, the thing that doest is not good. <laughs> Have you ever had that kind of feeling? I had that when I was my first year in university. I ran away from fellowship because I knew God would ask me to do something, to forgive somebody. The guy hurt me, you know, and I, you know, it's worse when you feel like he's taking advantage of his size. And I tell you the truth, what he did not know was the mafia don's heart I had. The devil had come to my sitting room. I think I have a sitting room. Are you getting my point? Of my heart. Say, bank, this is how we're going to deal with this guy. And I said, yes. I don't want to tell you the evil that me and the devil planned. I was, I was going to make him cry. I was not going to stop until he goes to pray and ask, who is doing this to me? <laughs> then I knew that something in my heart said, forgive him. I said, forgive who? I still remember the guy's name till today. Forgive him? No, I'm not forgiving him. It's very easy now when you keep away from the brethren. They are the ones that God uses their environmental influence to make you to walk in righteousness. So just keep away from brethren. You can do evil. If you want to do evil, let me give you the tactics. Just keep away from the brethren. Find something to occupy you when people are going to Bible study or church. Wash on Saturday evenings. Have you heard that thing before? I, if, you know, some people don't know. The, when it's for me, it's very funny. I know the big person. 
if I have a personal interest in you, maybe relationship and all of that, I may worry you for a few weeks. After that, if I want you to start giving me stupid, if you want me to keep worrying you, stop telling me, ah, we'll come for Bible study. Then don't come. Then when you see me apologize, ah, I wanted to come. Oh, hey, I'm so sorry. That one, I will be on your case for a while. But the one that will never come back is tell me that, what time is it? 5 p.m. So, ah, that's when I wash my clothes. Once you say like that, I've left you. I don't want to use certain words for you, but I've just made up my mind that you are not to be, you are not worth the time. That is like, she don't put my, waste my energy. So if you want to do evil, that's the technical. Anybody trying to learn it? If you want to do evil, just keep away from the brethren. They will make you do righteousness. Just by the way, if you want to do righteously, find righteous friends. Don't want to do righteousness and your friends are evil people. It's a matter of time. Good, you know, evil communication does what? Corrupts good manners. So, in my particular situation, <laughs> I just said it's simple now. I just won't go to fellowship. Because I knew the, I knew the Lord wanted me to forgive this fellow. But, I, I shouldn't forgive him. He should be punished. Don't you think so? You don't agree with me? You are not there. But that's how I felt. This guy had to be punished. So forgiving him, no. So the only way to not forgive him is keep away from the presence of the Lord. So I said I won't go to fellowship. It's simple. Except that fellowship type came. I knew I had to go. And I went grudgingly. I was dragging my feet. As I was going there that day. One has to go to fellowship. I'm very fond of my not. Nobody was there to force me, but I was just dragging my feet and going there. 5 p.m. on a Sunday. And I got there. We started clapping, praising God, worshiping, prayer. They started preaching. Ah, one of the most reluctant things I ever did. I forgive him. At the end of the service, I, you know, it was like, God, don't talk to me. No, this way, please leave me alone. She said, I've forgiven him. Now, what else do you want? I know the meaning of the word forgive. Let's not go into that night. You take me away from my message. But I now couldn't recompense him for his evil. But do you know what I found out? I didn't connect it that period. It was years later I connected it. Something happened. I almost repeated my first year. It was an interesting story. It had to do with school closure, exams and stuff. They shifted an exam and there were no phones. I was at home. All right, bear that in mind. The day I showed up, my friend said, did you hear the shit at the exam? I said, no. They said, you got our message? I said, no, I didn't get the message. I said, the exam had been moved. I just, you know, I had these friends who just, they, you know, young boys now, just joking. I said, I think they were joking. Until one guy, Mui, dragged me to the, ex- to the notice board and showed it to me. The exam is tomorrow morning. I came on Saturday. The exam is on Monday. I thought it was supposed to be like two weeks away. And the only reason I came was that my mother just said, there's nothing you're doing at home. Go to school. That was how, if I had missed that exam, that's repeating first year. Do you know that guy repeated first year? That guy that I, do you know he repeated? I didn't connect this until a few years ago. Maybe it's because of me. I don't know. You know, God said, vengeance is what? Mine. Now, there are two things he said. Don't ever forget. First one is what? Vengeance is mine. Second one is, I will repay. There are two things there. First one is, vengeance is mine. Second one is, I will take that vengeance. 
Now, please, I'm not saying forgive so that God can take vengeance. Because that is lack of forgiveness in itself. <laughs> I remember, I just, I thought about it. I said, wait, oh. I have a strong suspicion, I'm not 100% certain, that if I had not agreed, God would say, all right, you will spend another one year to learn that lesson. For him, it's not punishment. It's, it's teaching. Yeah, it's training. It's not punishment, it's training. So this boy never gets sense. Keep him there for one more year. What am I saying? You know, I, I say, I teach third stories inside story. So, let you know, that's what happened to him. Do it. Obeying God is not always easy. It's always good. But it's not always nice. It's always good. Just like it doesn't always feel nice to the body. But to know, if whatever you have to do, do to obey. You know what I found out? Very common with people you tell to obey. They always look for excuses not to. Let me teach you maturity, spiritual maturity. Look for excuses to. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes. Look, because everything we do in life is come. You know, we talk to ourselves a lot. You will see, I don't know about you, I talk to myself a lot. I need tinted glasses for my car. Just like police is removing it from everybody's, every car now. Have they removed your own yet? Okay, you didn't have before. I see them on the road looking for anybody with tinted glass. You know, we talk to ourselves a lot. That's why I was just making a joke that I need a car with tinted glasses so that when I'm talking, nobody will see me. Before you think I'm mad. What am I going to say? Sometimes we will do all of that. But then to persuade ourselves concerning something. Yeah, that's what our life is. So when you want to do something and your, like they say, your church mind doesn't agree, your worldly mind will not take time to talk to your church mind until two of you have now agreed, both church mind and worldly mind, that this is an agreement with God. If you see somebody always trying to defend what he's doing, just know that he's not doing the right thing. He's not, he's not seen before. You didn't ask him anything, no? No, I have to drive my wife away, you know? You have to understand that. <laughs> I didn't ask you. You know, there are people you don't, you didn't even know he drove anybody anywhere. Every time you see him, he's explaining. And you're like, which kind of, who had a friend that I wanted to go abroad there? Every time he started, he started explaining the advantages of being abroad versus being in Nigeria. And I feel like I've ever come to your house to tell you why I need to eat bread rather than in the morning. I don't. I just eat it. So why is somebody always trying to persuade? Just if he's not sure what he's doing. And when it's a Christian, most times the thing is not right. What am I saying? Use that same procedure to persuade yourself to do what is right. Spend time. Tell all kinds of stories you need to tell. You know, when you obey God now, eventually He will reward you. You know, when you obey God now, you will see the result later. It may not be now, it may even be the lives of your children or your grandchildren. We thank God. Is it not money? Let's give him. After all, we won't carry the money to heaven. Things you knew before, just tell yourself again. Even the one you did not believe. Until now. <laughs> so you know this money? God can bring it tenfold. You didn't think so last week. <laughs> we thank God. Say it until you do the right thing. I don't know how to know managed it, but he finally gave that guy the money. And you know what happened? The Lord closed that guy permanently out of business in the next two years. Yes. That guy was permanently shut down from business. He was wiped out in business within two years. He was wiped out entirely. Lotuno kept on getting richer. 
until it became very great. They said he built almost half of America's, America's uh, military hardware they used in the Second World War. It's not free. Don't they were offerings? I think if I sold the company, is it to Caterpillar or something? I've forgotten. Of course, when he sold the company, that was in the early 70s, I think. Is it late 60s? I think early 70s. It was a lot of money at that time, almost $100 million of that time. It was huge money. He gave out 90% to missions. No, I think almost everything. You need the money. Give almost everything to missions. But it became very great. That's why, I mean, one day a friend of mine, he lives in Texas. He saw, he was driving past, so he photographed you know, a signpost for me and sent it to me. Say, hey, Banky, your friend. Letourno University. Yes. He just said, hey, Banky, your friend. <laughs> so, took a picture of the front of the campus and sent to me. He became very great. The other guy that he gave the money to, you know, I keep on saying, it's not every money you collect. Gehazi went and collected leprosy. He thought it was money. But the Lord judged that particular situation. Whatever you need to do, do. Obey God. Yeah, it's important. Whatever you need to do in this life, do it. Make sure that that which you are doing is that which is pleasing to God. Somebody's going to help me. Remind me of why I was saying it's important for us to obey God. I said a lot, trying to prove it to. Okay, yes, I now remember. Yes. Okay, so I was praying for us here. Remember that? Yeah, I was praying for everybody. That's why I went into that. Yes. So let me pray that prayer for you again. Whatever God needs to do, he will do to establish your destiny. Amen. All the help you need, he will bring. Amen. If he has to, he will rearrange, I mean, whole nations so that your destiny will be established. Amen. Let me tell you what he did for Israel. Israel needed to overcome her enemies. God made this, the sun stand, stop moving. And he made the moon stop moving. Of course, now we call it rotation of the earth. It really doesn't matter whether it's the earth rotating or the sun and the moon. You know, if you don't know enough, you think that, ah, no, they did not know that time. They thought it was the sun and moon rotating. Now we know. Nobody rotates, nobody stationary. Everybody just, all movements are relative. So Joshua was not wrong when he says sun stands still. It's elementary geography that makes you think he was wrong. All right? So whatever, but all movements are relative. But relative to the earth, the sun stood still. And that's not folk tale. It really happened. That tells you God can move the planets to do that which will be a blessing to his people. Did you hear what I said? He will move planets. No, if that will be necessary to release his blessing upon his people, he will do it. I began all of this by saying, you know, people, many times we don't call on the name of the Lord. We don't. You know, I was saying that. Yeah. We call human beings. We think that once, once, um, once um, a human may can't do something, that may cannot be done. There are times you need to even, in quote, you need to say, prove me now. There are times you need to prove God. In quote, test God. Not as if like you want to test him whether he's genuine, but you want to see his power in your life. Just say that job, Lord, I know people, but I'm not going to tell them. One of our brothers did that time. He applied for position in Luz. And in my department, so I said to him, ah, you didn't tell me you were going for this thing. You should have mentioned it to me. I just mentioned it to my children. One of our people's called me now. And he gave it to me. He said, sir, but he said we, didn't need to, we don't need to know anybody now. Oh, I said, sorry. 
Yeah, you know, you preach a message, you forget the application of it in practical life. You know? And of course, when he was going, you know, these people who lie, Nigerians can lie. They told that they won't take you. Say, why not? You know, you are a noble man. And God is my witness. That's what they told his friends told him that. There's only one problem. When the admissions list came out, he was number one on the list. At that time, he was from Taraba. Where was he from that, that time? Okay, sorry. He had moved to Ogu. Oh, no, 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 no. He was now from Kwara. Abi? No, he was now from Sokoto. Nonsense. He was still from where he was from the beginning. You are getting my point? His friends who refused to apply because you know, they are Biafrans and this is Lagos. God will punish people. There's no way he will punish people unless they repent. Nonsense. But he had the word of God. He didn't have it. He didn't have it. Just, he, didn't, he had the word of God with him. So that was not his problem. He just, he just, he, he just ignored what they were saying. I've heard, all right, forget it now. He said, they won't take you. Who do you know? You know you're an evil man. He said, leave it now. Thank you. Even his father told him not to waste his money. Because he was living very far away. He had to come all the way from far north, where he was doing his NYC. I think he had finished NYC that time, to come for the interview in Lagos. He said he just called his father and said, please help me pay for the form. It's not now. Just do online transfers. And this was years ago. But I said, why are you wasting your time? He said he spent a lot of money because he needed to fly. He didn't have much money. He came for the interview. And he didn't tell me. When I said, why didn't you tell me? He said, ah, you told me that we don't need to know anybody now. He's been a disciple of the ministry since he was a student. Of course, he went for the interview. God gave him wisdom. God gave him favor. He was the first person. He was the first person because they have this habit in, at least then, when I was, yeah, even till now, I think. Yeah, before they start flexing muscle on who knows who, the department usually, they cream the top of their interview list. They want the best people. So they had creamed him first. He was the first person they collected and put on the admission list. Is it admission or appointment? Appointment. So when they told his friends, eh, I've been appointed. <laughs> I've gone to the appointment. They said, eh? You see, we should have, inter- we should, we should have, uh, we should have applied, though. You know the truth? If they had applied, they wouldn't have gotten anything. Yeah, you know why? When the Israelites entered into the water, they, you know, the Egyptians said, hey, we too, we should have entered, though. What happened? They drowned. Don't be following people who are blessed. You just drown for nothing. <laughs> he told me the story after I had gotten this, you know. He said, one, he said, oh, God, we don't need to know you. We don't need to know anybody. We don't need to know you. We don't need to know anybody. Is that not what he preached to us? I said, it's true. You know the truth? We don't call upon the name of the Lord enough. You know the truth? We don't call upon the name of the Lord enough. That is a matter of fact. And like I said earlier, one of the reasons why we don't bother is because we actually know deep inside our heart. Sometimes he says no. After what is dragging us to that job, it's no money. The one you are doing, there's nothing wrong with it. You're like, this one, you're not going to build a house in a hurry. Let me tell you the truth. It's not your job that builds you a house. If you're a Christian, it's God. What did I say? No, say the whole thing I said. It's God, yes. Remember those Egyptian women? God was so pleased with them. What did he do? Establish homes for them. Build them houses. It's the pleasure of God. It's the pleasure of God. One brother met me. He heard I was coming to Benin. So he came to come and meet me and speak with me and gave me his testimony. He said when he decided to relocate to Nigeria, his, everybody, most of his siblings live abroad. I think his parents, I don't know about his parents, but most of his family, they live abroad. And he was living in the U.K., 
Then for certain reasons, the door of opportunity came for him to relocate back to Nigeria. And everybody thought he was a madman. His father, his mother, his brothers, his sisters, including the ones that were in Nigeria. He said, no, don't come back here. Those were our brothers. They don't go there. So he decided he's coming back to Nigeria, he and his wife. They are both disciples of the ministry. So they, he said, I think forgotten is this particular message they heard. and said, no, no. And what the Lord is saying, let's go, let's go. So they packed. So when they arrived, God started opening opportunities, you know, job opportunities for him. Started his own business. They were just getting different kinds of jobs. And things were looking up. Then finally, you know, why I'm telling the story is that I think his brother or uncle, one of those people, Sha, had a house in Lagos and offered it to him whether he would be willing to stay there. Because um, I think the reason was because it didn't there somebody to look after the house. And maybe there are other parts of the complex. So the guy said, I don't run. That is like, no problem. So he packed into a free house. So he, t- he told me that day. He said, now, I come to that scripture you love to quote, I'm living in a house that is not built. I wasn't paying rent. didn't pay anything. Somebody has built the house and asked him, well, since you are bold enough to come and stay here, can you help us look after these properties? He said, yeah, no problem. And he said, okay, you can take this one and be living there free of charge. He said, it's the will of God. Remember the will of God? My friend said, this is the will of God. <laughs> so the day I was speaking with me, he said, now nah, I live in a house I didn't build. It's not paying rent. Which is like dashing him, thinking about the kind of house he told me about. In today's night, maybe like dashing him two million extra every year, which will have been paying as rent. He said, thank you very much. Before he knew what happening, he was happening, every relative, they were not trusting him with everything. You know, he's not their man around. You know the way it is. And it's a blessing. He literally, when he gave me the testimony, he was living in a house he did not build. Oh, another part of the testimony, besides telling that, oh, but you are very wise, though. Maybe there's something you need. Yeah, people were not telling that, ah, this guy is very wise. He made this decision. Now, I'm adding my own words, and they didn't say what I'm about to say. He was very strategic. He had insight into the markets and the movement. Of, you know, they were speaking English. The guy didn't know anything. I call it the hidden wisdom. What is hidden wisdom? I used to say that God will hide something. He will show only you, which is true. He still does that. But really, what is hidden wisdom? You will do what is wise only in obedience to God, not knowing the depth of wisdom. But when people see the result, they say, "Wow, you were wise." I feel like I, no, I have a, I have an anointing this evening to bless people. If you want to put your hands like this. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will do something for you in your life. People will look. I'm telling you, they will say, you were wise. Now, when you'll be doing that, they will say, why are you being stupid? Why are you being stupid? But after a while, they will say, the Lord will cause them to use these same words. You were wise. Your life will show forth the wisdom of God. Amen. What will begin as foolishness will end for you as wisdom that all we see. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to this also. You will live in houses you did not build. Amen. You will live in houses you did not build. Amen. You will head companies you did not start. Amen. I hope you know Dangote is not going to be the CEO of Dangote Refinery. Ah, I hope you know that. Is it going to be the CEO of Dangote Refinery? 
As of now, I'm not sure they know who we, they may know, but as of now, they may not know. In fact, the person they have chosen now, they can change their mind by the time they are starting. There will be one operation and one construction CEO, but that one, his life, his business, his job will be over. By the time operation starts, production when it begins, you will see a man that will be paying, I don't know how many millions every month, and he did not contribute 20 cobble. One, day, one of our brothers told me what one of their captains was any. I don't mean military captain, I mean, you know, um, merchant ship. So the guy earns like $900,000 a year. You feel like, is he a footballer? <laughs> he didn't build the ship. He just captains the ship. And in return, they pay him almost a million dollars every year. You will live in houses is not built. Amen. You will run businesses did not start. Amen. God says, just be faithful. Where I'm taking you to is not you that will decide. But the day will come that I shall return. And then I will establish you over cities that I have taken. Amen. And you listening to me this evening, you will experience it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please preach with me again. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry. Say it's not necessary. Turn to another person. Say the same thing. Say don't worry. It's not necessary. Oh, I feel like saying another thing. Tell the person, it's not late. And it will not be too late for you. Yes. You know, by the time um, Moses felt it was too late, that was when God started. Sometimes God wants people to think it's too late. For some people, he does that too. He just say, look, I want you to... That is, you now say, I'm not doing it again. Say, why, <laughs> bros? We have gone down that road before. Nothing did there. <laughs> God said, hey, you're sure there's nothing there? Nah. Just trusting God. Then that same road, God will now open it. Neighbor will now be saying, you see, this guy was persistent. For 20 years. He was dogged and determined. They won't know that God turned things around the day he gave up. Grant it happiest people on earth by Demon Shakarian. Is that what happened to him? The man had this beautiful idea. And he had an American mindset to execute it. Praise God. And he had the resources. Hallelujah. Except that everywhere they were, they met failure. When he carried his vision to Texas, the brother hosting them in Texas said, Wow. This is a great vision. In Texas, we do things big. I mean, this is not Washington. Just by the way, you know, when you get to Washington, you know, civil service everywhere is not good. <laughs> you know, they get money. Now, when I say not good, I mean physically speaking. He said, this is not Washington. This is Texas. And truly, when you get to Texas, I mean, their cars are fine and beautiful and big. So, then Shakara and got there. The guy rented a big hall. See, this is Texas. Here, we do things big. Ah. See, well, we are serving the living God, who is a big God. He's a biggie, biggie God. Abi? Ah, God is big. Amen. They got there that day. You know, <laughs> there are days that the big God wants to laugh. So here and his angels, they are waiting. Say, guys, come and see joke. <laughs> they entered the hall. There was nobody. I've also, have you ever had Gardenia guest house and now, now only talk welcome? 
He said, you are doing good of the land. You see how bad the land is? <laughs> he got there. There was nobody. I don't know only two people came. No. The Lord was waiting for them. Yeah, and the angels made sure everybody forgot. Or it rained. Or something. Or it snowed. One thing or the other happened. Mom, nobody showed up. Only them, the, the, you know, like we go to Oka now. Imagine we enter the hall in Oka. <laughs> Only those Oka brethren, the ones that organize the program. Then you, me, Israel, Israel, you know, two Israel were there last time. And, and, uh, Thor Reverend. When I stand there, say, where are the people invited? Say, one said they just made a new wife. The other one said they just bought land. And I saw everybody do, nobody came. Nobody. Nobody showed up. No, you're not getting my point. I mean, literally, not one soul. They had done adverts. Yet, nobody, nobody showed up. Nobody. They were big hollow. So they sat in front and looked. So one woman, they said, well, the woman said, well, since there's nobody around, I've always wanted to preach in the hall this big. Let me just preach. So she took her Bible and began to preach. I was preaching the message of salvation. And she preached very powerfully. Powerful message she preached. And everyone looking at each other, why is she preaching the message of salvation? She knows all of us now. She, we all came together. <laughs> After a while, you know what she did? She gave an altar call. And we were looking at her like, what are you up to? Next thing they knew, they heard somebody coming down. The janitor. <laughs> the janitor who was waiting for them to finish so he can lock the door. He gave his life to Christ. So God said, I won't waste my money. At least let me win one soul yeah. in compensation. But you people... You'll be frustrated. That's how they ended the program. The whole arrangement failed. And that is somebody calls him. Go and read the book, please. Happiest boy on earth, the Moshakarian. He said, come to Europe. This is a beautiful idea. I will convince them he landed in Europe. The guy said, ah, sorry, there's a serious problem. <laughs> Imagine you are just landing. They tell you there's a serious problem. Let's make a long story short again. The whole European trip flopped, at least as far as that thing was concerned. He had a nice time. His wife had a nice time going around Europe, apart from the fact that he injured himself by disobeying rules. When they say, no parking, please don't park there. What did I say? Don't park there. When they say, no parking. When you see signs, ask my wife, I'm always careful. When they say, one way. If they say one way, please, find the opposite way. Don't let, um, what's the name of those guys who are arrested with Enugu? MOT, don't let them use it to do practice, please. Why am I telling the story? They told them in four languages, don't put your head out of the window. The Moshakara said, let me get a good picture. He opened the window and put his head And that's how a piece of stone, bam, enters his eyes. Yeah, one of the eyes. He said, despite all the instructions, he said, don't put your head out of the window. He said, I want to take a good picture. <laughs> I, like I tell my wife all the time, I said, those who disobey always have a reason. Yes, now. It's still disobedience. He said, I wanted to just take a big picture. I wasn't trying to get injured. Whoever wants to get injured. Make a long story short. They have to pray and repent. And the Lord removed the stone supernaturally. The thing dug deep into the eye. The doctor came to see it. How? Oh, wow. He said, this is big. You have to go to the hospital, you have to be checked in, you have to do it, remove it under anesthesia. Ah, in a foreign country. And that was in Italy. 
He and his wife prayed, and the stone, by the time they came, opened the eye again, the stone was gone. The place had healed completely. When the doctor came back, the doctor said, this is impossible. Please read the book. Why am I telling the story of the book? Am I the summarizer of the book? But I know why I started the story. By the time he had moved around, by the time he finished it, he was tired. His closest friend said, oh boy, this is not working. Let's close it down. So finally, he gave up and said, we are not doing again. We are not going to do it again. So he and his wife said, okay, let us pray. Now we have shut down the business. That's the whole vision. Let's pray and give the Lord thanks. That's why the Holy Spirit fell upon him. He fell down. And the Lord opened his eyes and he began to see. Like a film rolling in front of his eyes. At that point in time, his wife was playing on the keyboard. And then she began to prophesy. Not seeing what he was seeing. Yes, she was writing a commentary on what he was seeing. I hope you get my point. She wasn't seeing it. She was just speaking. She was just talking. And he was hearing her voice as a commentary on the vision that was rolling past before his eyes. Next morning... A friend of his called. said, the Lord laid upon my heart to give you a thousand dollars for that project. Money came. And that one called and said, listen, I have this printing press. Why don't you start a magazine? Before, you know, people were calling. People were calling. People were calling. The thing began to arrange itself. It's not the one watching. But you know what? God waited for him to get tired. There's something about the Lord doesn't like to share this glory. Lord, I'm not, I don't mean any insult. I just want to explain something to your people. He's greedy for his glory. Yeah, he doesn't share it. He can't give you, he can't take 99.9 and then give you 0.1%. That's too much. How should you get 0.1%? Who are you? You say, God, let's, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. I did some work. All right. I'm just going to take 0.01%. You take 99.99. He doesn't agree. You say, Lord, ah, for the labor we labored, just small now. Say, what percentage do you want? I want 0.0001%. You take 99.9999%. He will not agree. He collects his glory 100%. You know that one that Moses did is the way he liked it. Even though we may say, Moses, why are you talking like that? God was actually enjoying it. Ah, Moses, why are you talking like that now? You know, the, let me tell you the truth. The Lord was enjoying it. Say, so he will go. Because Moses said, I can't go. Because <laughs> my good. I like men that can't go. He said, no, you will go because I tell you to go. Moses said, why don't you send somebody else? The Lord said, fine, this guy is ready. He said, you know I can't talk. He said, good. You know what, what, was it? What, what he was enjoying in it? The fact that this glory is not shareable anymore. I'm collecting 100%. 100% I will collect. Moses complained, each complaint God said, good. You give a complaint, God will give an answer. That answer is called grace. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, the answer God gives to those complaints is called grace. Like he says, I'm too young. He said, do not say. Now, God was not angry with the fact that you're too young. But henceforth, don't say it again. Do not say, I am too young. Why? This is how we're going to handle it. Everything I tell you to say, you will say. Wherever I tell you to go, you will go. And you will not be afraid of anybody. And that fear, lack of fear is not in you. It's in the word I will put on your lips. Isaiah came and said, ah, I'm unclean, a man of unclean lips. And God said, I like it like that. Then he took coal 
and then touched his lips. So from now on, every cleanliness or every cleanness you find on your lips is the grace of God. I hope you're getting my point. If I, what I wanted to teach you today, if you can get there, he's talking about the, the weapons of intercessor. We talked about it before, but we wanted to apply it. God likes it like that. I can't do it. Good. I mean, stop it at the first, I can't do it. Then when he now says you can't, just say amen. Now it's not your strength, it's his own strength. Then once the, the thing started moving. The full gospel picked up. So he became an observer. He was now watching. Whatever door God opens, he steps into it. And it became an international, you know, fellowship. Worldwide. They have members. It should be in millions all over the world today. But it was not him that did it. It was the grace of God working with him. That's how the Lord likes it. But that's how he likes it. Okay. Back to our prophesying session. Right? Yes. God will open doors for you that you did not even know existed. Amen. Doors that if they gave you a hundred years, you can't swing it open. Amen. He will open it for you in a day. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I told us last time, don't worry about long-term plans. Don't worry about it. Plan for faithfulness. On a day-to-day basis. When I say day-to-day, in each season of your life, learn how to be faithful. Now I'm saying to you, God will take you to a new season that you never dreamt about. Many of the dreams you are having, eh, they are just exercises. The Bible says, Solomon said it, that it keeps them occupied. Sometimes God just keeps people occupied. You wake up in the morning, you'll be sketching things, having ideas. God said, you have to be occupied. If I don't occupy you now, this is how you go and join Manchester United, Abby. Uh, what do you call that? One, one, one fans club and be traveling all over the world. So I'll keep you occupied with planning. <laughs> then when the Lord comes, listen to this, first thing you do, take that your plan, squeeze it, throw it into the dustbin. And then he will present his own plan to you. Now you won't see the details of the plan, you'll just step into it. Yes, yeah, somebody's listening to me. Next election, you'll be holding a high-ranking po- elective position in this country. And as of today, you did not even know you were in a political party. Election is about two years away, right? Yeah, the next major election. And as of today, you are not even aware you are in a political party. And when I say high-ranking position, I don't mean local government councillor. That's good, though. Is it bad? That will happen to some people, for sure. I'm talking about nothing less than deputy governor, governor, house of rep member, senate. That's what I'm talking about. And maybe president. Oh, yes. God does strange things. Yeah. You think I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm afraid to prophesy about presidency? Oh, no, I'm not. The president in the next two years will be watching us right now. Oh, God does such things. So don't be surprised if you see me in Abuja anointing somebody. You say, well, I was, ah, that day I was just watching, I was streaming online. Somebody said, I should watch this thing. I did not even know the Lord was planning this. <laughs> but thank God. <laughs> yes. Now that God will do something like that for somebody. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It will make all grace abound towards you. Amen. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Amen. And you will abound to every good work. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen. Even though you thought you had given up. Actually, you are released for him to start. God is about to start in somebody's life. A woman is even going to bear after she has given up. Ah, I hope you are getting my point. 
Ah, remember the testimony of our sister. I showed the picture to some of you guys. Who? Very religious person from the time she was young. Good Christian girl. But couldn't have a child forever. Adopted and raised more than, I can't remember for sure. Is it nine or seven or eleven, she said. And that's those who grew with her. Those just took over, taking care of them and all of that. Then at the age of her, how old was she when she conceived? Huh? No, she was more than that. If I remember, well, no. When she conceived, she was something like 50, 55. Yeah. I'm telling you. And before that, the Lord had told her something. She got a revelation that God was going to surprise her with something. That didn't cross her mind. She just got pregnant. I mean, she was like in her mid-50s. And she just conceived spontaneously and had the beautiful baby girl. That was the first natural child she was having by herself. But by that time, she was a kind of grandmother because people she raised were all now married. Oh, let me pray for you again. Your eye will see wonders. Your eyes will see wonders. Amen. You will see it in your life. Amen. You will see it around you. Amen. God, you bless your husband. You'll be wondering, who is this? Yes. Somebody here, God is going to bless your husband so much. You'll be looking at him and they say, Do I really, am I, is this the same person? You'll be touching him like this. You'll be touching him to be sure. It, you are listening to me and God will do it for you. Amen. <laughs> Not in 20 years old. I mean, I'm giving you like 18 months maximum from now. This is what I'm saying. Within the next few months, they are going to begin to happen. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, God wants to establish his wonders again. Listen, this is a generation where are crying for something. The other day we were sitting watching. We discussed, I was discussing with mommy and the other day. I think it was yesterday. And ah, we just looked and said, my God. You know? That our funny prophet in Lagos, he will sit down, arrange miracles. Do you know fake miracles? And people will be telling you that you are calling a prophet fake. There, when I say there, eh, somebody went to console. I said, A false prophet died, and you are going to console. Are you all right? You want God to kill you too? People are very funny. Please, so if you don't go near that house, see, let me just tell you. I will say it. I'm not afraid of anybody. What you, you be called, you, you, you abused me before, Abby. what will you call me now that you've not called me before? It doesn't matter if you're a true pastor. If you go near that house, God will enjoy you. You don't make friends with people that God is angry with. Go ask Yosafat. He almost died for it. If you are a pastor, you want to be politically correct, God will end your ministry for that thing. Because you have to understand. When God is judging, keep away. Do you know why Uzzah died? One of the reasons Uzzah died was not just because he trust an ark. It's one reason. Okay? But because God wanted to make a point to David and Uzzah said no. So God offed Uzzah. So what's wrong with you? If the ark falls, David will get my point. Then you now say the ark will not fall. Okay, you fall for it. I know what I'm telling you. I'm not joking. I'm not saying because I'm angry. I'm warning people. Because you know they are saying that uh, somebody died. Bishop Wedipo have not spoken. He hasn't spoken. Uh, yeah, Debo, he mustn't speak. If he speaks, God will, sh- will show him something. Pastor, yeah, Debo, he must not say a word. I know what I'm saying. I'm not joking. Those men are silent because they have understanding. 
And if any one of them gets tempted to say any nonsense, you'll be shocked what the Lord will do in a short while. Rubbish. Nonsense. God is cleansing the land. People are saying that there. Go and visit first. Let one temptation enter you. Enter that house and go and tell that widow, sorry. Come out. Your wife will be a widow too. What's rubbish? <laughs> Newspaper will now pressure you to speak. Who, whose servant are you? Whose servant are you? I read the papers. They said, Bishop, the boy is silent. Yeah, the boy is silent. The can is silent. They have to be silent. Otherwise, God will judge them. Did we not say, guide us thy sword upon thy thigh, almighty one, and ride down prosperously and in majesty because of truth and let your right hand do awesome things? Rubbish and nonsense. That's not why I'm even saying it. Where I'm going is that, Mommy and I were talking yesterday, say, listen, people have done fake miracles. They have lied. She now said, but Banky, where are the true miracles? And I said to her, the time is now. Not only will God bless you with miracles, through your hands he will do miracles. Don't be afraid to pray for the sick. You will see cancer melt. You now look and say, am I that anointed? Forget whether you're anointed or not. You're not anointed. Let's forget that you're not anointed. The name of Jesus is anointed. The word of God is anointed. Just go there, declare that name. How did Peter and Co. pray? So that at the mention of the name of Jesus, he will do wonders. He will do miracles. At the mention of the name of his holy servant, Jesus Christ. That's all. So just go to place say, in the name of Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose again on the third day, be healed. Let the person say, Amen. You go away. Don't be thinking about it because this is your thoughts can spoil something now. You know, some unbelief. <laughs> just go home. Then you soon start hearing testimonies. Give people, look, we have this tract. I don't know whether we have remaining. Get it, a prayer for your healing. Dash it to somebody. Let them read. I'm telling you, not only will you personally experience miracles, God will do miracles through your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Let me say this again. This season, God is shortening. Listen, any true Christian, who for whatever reason decides to start lying, starts doing fake miracles. The only thing I can say, it doesn't sound nice. God says, I would end your life abruptly. I wanted to play it cool, but my spirit did not agree. And believe the Holy Spirit didn't want me to play it cool. So I have to say it like that. If you arrange fake miracles, it's your last day on the earth. You finish staging it, they carry your corpse in the ambulance home. Listen, I say it, eh? I believe I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. Any, now, if you're a fake Christian, you understand, you're not a true believer. It's a different story. You're, a, you're not a Christian. You know, that's the way God does it. But if for any reason you say you want to draw the crowd, you want to encourage people, you lie. Bros, buy a casket before you leave home. Put your house in order. Because you will not leave, you will die. How long? Look, you know, let me tell you the truth. God cannot end Boko Haram except he does this. He can't end any nonsense on this earth except he does what I'm telling you. I'll say this again so that I know people will hear it. As for fake magicians, 
who are not born again, they are not Christians, they want to come to a church to use the name of church to gather followership for themselves. God will make an exception in your case. He will kill you rapidly. When I say exception, there are things nobody does to his own children. You, he will just join you quickly. He said, enough, enough, enough. If you want to do Babalao, open a big shrine and call it Obatala Amadioha and Molek Incorporated. Jesus will leave you alone. People will come there. I hope you get my point. If you want to live long doing that nonsense, let me tell you what you just need to do. One, don't kidnap any innocent person's child to go and do ritual. God will kill you fast. We are prayed about you. Number two, don't take anybody's wife unless the person is one of you. Are you getting my point? People can be exchanging wives there. You understand? No, the time of your judgment will come later. Certainly it will come. But an innocent person who is not your member, you take his wife, you have six months. I hope you're getting my point. You can be stealing money from the offering they bring for you. It's the offering of your God. Abby, when they bring it, eat it. I will not judge you a day earlier than I intend to judge the God you are serving. You will live. Ah, no, 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 no. Some of you will even live to be 80, 90. You know, Olumba, Olumba things. It's not a problem with God at all. It's not a problem with Him. The one He cannot stand anymore. This one you now put it there. Jesus Christ, the Savior, church. And people come there to look for Jesus. Oh boy, you are dead meat. Please, remove those suits. Apparently, suit is, our, is for Christian Pentecostal <laughs> preachers. Go and buy your white garment of those. They buy, you know, so white, I buy that with funny design. And put it there. There's, oh, 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 call it your U, U, U. M, M, M. Molek, Molek, Molek. What's the other one? Bazebob. B, B, B. Write it. B is in red. Another B is green. One is yellow, like LGBT. You will have followers. Oh, followership is very easy. People will follow you. Just promise them quick money. Tell them once you walk on your knees for half a kilometer, you'll become rich at the end. Mugus will follow you. They will know that you're just collecting their money. So after walking on half a kilometer, if after walking on your knees, half a kilometer, you now sow a dangerous seed. Jesus just, just don't mention my name. Do like the Americans. In the name of our common faith. So I say, hey, my name is not common faith. <laughs> my name is not common. Call yourself anything you like. You will live as long as it takes for me to decide I want to judge the God you are serving. And if you're unlucky, I want to judge the God you are serving in three weeks. You have three weeks to go. This is the emphasis me, Banky, I'm putting down. God is not right now chasing after those who are brazen about seven other gods. The one he's going after, both amongst his people and those imposters that have joined themselves to the people. The ones he's going after are those who mention the name of Jesus in falsehood. Those ones, he will not spare. He won't. He won't. I'm sounding my warning. No, please warn people. Every pastor will say, please, oh boy, are you Jenny? Because the real you look the more dangerous it is for you if you are fake. I hope you get my point. Yeah. If you look real, if you look real, yet you are fake, you are at risk. Because God says, you are leading my sheep astray. There are those who are looking for the true lamb of God. They strain to your assembly. 
and you want to corrupt them, that I will not take. Because I died for that individual. And my spirit is calling him. And you are distracting. On Sundays, pastors should beware of this. I know what I'm telling you. People get up in the morning. On Sundays, they dress up. They want to go and hear the word of God. And when you see them, you see them like sheep to be milked. Your ministry is shutting down. That one for sure. It's shutting down. You, you will leave, but your ministry is shutting down. And the painful part is not shut down in an easy way. It's not shut down in a scandalous way. But shutting down is to shut down. I will make it in such a manner that nobody searching for God will go near your gates. I will not even allow those who, who lie like you gather there. I make any garden around your name odious to people. They won't come near there again. Listen, eh, listen, this day, eh? Anybody who wants to name the name of Jesus Christ, whether it is Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, once people gather around that name, be careful. Be careful. Don't say what he did not say. Ah, he has tolerated this for so long. Yes? He's been tolerant for so long, but his tolerance is over. I said it before, God is long-suffering. He's not ever suffering. And his long-suffering has been stretched. It's at the edge now. It's snapping on people's heads. It's snapping, it's snapping, it's snapping. It's snapping. Let's ask our feet to pray. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I like that song. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh my soul. Worship his soul. Can you just lift up your hands and just worship the Lord in your own words? Just worship the Lord in your own words. Worship him because he's the majestic God. Because he's the judge of the church. He's the judge of the earth. He's the judge of the people of this earth. Yes, he's the righteous God. The one that wages war in righteousness. I want you to worship him because he is the one that wages war in righteousness. Yes, he wages war in righteousness. Yes. Yes, enough of making excuses. I'm trying to make him look like a goody-goody God that doesn't ever judge iniquity. Worship him because he's the God, the judge, the judge. He's God the judge, the one that wages war in righteousness. Yeah, we should worship him. He wages war in righteousness. He wages war in righteousness. He wages war in righteousness. Yes. And he has, risen. he has arisen. He has arisen. He has drawn his sword just as his servants have prophesied. He said, guide thy sword upon thy thigh, O mighty one. Ride on prosperously and in majesty because of truth. He's riding because of truth. He's riding because of truth in this generation. Worship him for that. Say, Lord God of truth. Lord God of truth. Call him that name. Lord God of truth. Lord God of truth. Riding in majesty. Yes, worship him. Worship him for that. I want you to just call that name the God of truth, the God of righteousness. The Lord God of righteousness. The Lord God of righteousness. Call him that name. The righteous God. The holy God. Call him holy. 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 God of the heavens and the earth. Holy. Holy. The righteous God of the heavens and the earth. Holy. Holy is your name. Righteous are your works. Oh Lord, righteous are your works. The works that you do, they are done in righteousness. A God of faithfulness without injustice. Call him those names, the God of faithfulness, without injustice, good and upright God. The Bible says good 
and upright is he. Faithful God. Faithful God. The one whose eyes cannot behold iniquity. But who has endured in his long suffering and his mercy. But who will arise and judge evil. He said, yes, you are the judge of the whole earth. And you always do right. The judge of this whole earth, Abraham said to him, he said, far be it from you to do wickedness. You can't do wickedly. He said, won't you do right? Yes, he will do right. Worship him for he does right. Yes, I wanted to worship the Lord this evening because he does that which is right. Let's take time out to worship him. Call him those names. Righteous God. Faithful God. True God. Defender of truth. Defender of truth. The one that vindicates his servants. Yes. The one that vindicates his servants. The one that walking God. Call him names. Call him names. Call him names. Call him names. The God that works miracles. The God that works miracles. Yes. Call him names. Call him names. The God that works miracles. The holy God. The righteous God. The faithful God. The God of his people. The defender of his people. The God of righteousness. The one before whom the heavens shake and the earth quakes. Yes. Before whom the inhabitants of this earth, but they are but dust. The most wicked of them is nothing the eyes before the Lord. The God that saves. Call him that name. The God that saves. The God that delivers. <laughs> the God that loves righteousness and hates wickedness. Say, Jesus, you are the Lord. You are the King of kings. The Lord of lords. You love righteousness and you hate iniquity. The one that hates wicked people. God doesn't love wicked people. No. He said, for God so loved the world. He said, this was how God loved the world. That's what he said. He doesn't love wicked people. I wanted to call him that name. The God who hates wickedness and hates wicked people. It's in your Bible, I beg. Ah. It's in the scriptures. Call him names. Call him names. Just exalt him. We're not asking for anything. We're just saying, Lord, we know who you are. You are the great king above all the earth. The Lord is a great God. The great king above all the earth. He said, the wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow. We read it last time. To cast down the afflicted and the needy. To slay those who are upright in conduct. He said, their sword will enter their own heart. And their bows will be broken. Yes, that's what the Lord says. That is what the Lord says. And we also read this from Psalm 11. Let me read it again. Talking about the character of God. You are going to see God's wonder in this generation. I'm telling you. You are going to see it. You are going to see it. You are going to see the wonders of God in this generation. Yes, you know, he told Jeremiah, you will uproot, you will break down, you will overthrow, you will pull down. Four terrible things Jeremiah was going to do. That's what God does first. And he has begun to do it, I'm telling you. Many of the things you have seen all over this country, this God uprooting. It's God uprooting. He said, the Lord in his holy temp- is in his holy temple. Read from verse 4, Psalm 11. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked. And the one who loves violence, his soul hates. 
Is that your scriptures? Yes. The one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked, he will rain snares. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will behold his face. Oh, I think you should read this one before we go. Some bandits decided to look for trouble. I was yesterday or day before yesterday in Kaduna. They kidnapped from a school. I saw the father on television cry of one of the girls. And that the girl had been complaining that she thinks that, ah, maybe they should stop going to. The father said, your exam is starting on Monday. And now the girl has been kidnapped. Nurses were taken from one leprosy mission with a baby. <laughs> now, everyone, bandits included, hear the word of the Lord. The one who loves violence, his soul hates. Bandits, the Lord hates you. He does. Upon the wicked, he will rain snares. Bandits that operated, the ones I just described in Kaduna, over the last few days, two, three days. Listen to this. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of your cup. Amen. Your association, your agreement is scattered. Amen. Desire is your portion. You will flee in seven ways, but Nigerian military, vigilantes, army, police, whatever, they will still catch you. Amen. Lord, we ask mercy upon the innocent that was kidnapped. Amen. Let no harm come to them in Jesus' name. Amen. But this is the word of the Lord against evildoers. Upon your head, he will rain snares. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of your cup. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is righteous. And he loves righteousness. Because of his righteousness, he will do this. In the name of Jesus Christ. He will deliver the innocent from the den of the violent. In the name of Jesus Christ. From the snare of the trapper, he will deliver the innocent. Amen. Lord, have compassion upon your people. Amen. Have compassion, Lord, upon the oppressed. Amen. Have compassion on every child, Lord, even if the father has sinned. Even if the mother has sinned. The child that went to school to study. And the bandits came and collected. They have collected their judgment. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, you open the door and the oppressed will go free. Amen. Lord, walk your wonders and let us see it. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Because indeed you are good. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I just take a minute and give the Lord thanks for all of these things? Just give him thanks. Lord, we thank you.